2: what's good everybody it's your boy brandon scott again from locked on wizards today we are going to grade jordan goodwin and johnny davis and we're going to talk about what would their role be next season next on locked on wizards
1: you are locked on wizards your daily washington wizards podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team
0: every day
2: what's really good y'all it's your boy brandon scott again thank you for making locked on wizards your first listen every day we are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on youtube part of the locked on podcast network your team every single day so let's get right into it today or rather tonight we are going to discuss the end of the season grades for jordan goodwin aka goody and johnny davis so we're going to start off with jordan goodwin now Jordan Goodwin, as you know, started off with the capital c the G League affiliate of the Washington Wizards, and he worked his way up from a two-way contract to a NBA contract. Now, how did he do it? We're going to look at his stat line real quick. Now, points per game, he averaged 6.6 points a game, shooting 44.8% from the field, shooting 32.2% from behind the arc. Free throw line, 76.8. He did average around 2.7 assists, 0.9. We'll round it up around a, a still a game and 3.3 rebounds a game. So obviously, you know, I've said it all year long. You know, Ed's said it all year long. George Goodwin, his, his MO is hard work, you know, diving for loose balls, you know, effort, you know, the dog. You know, he, a lot of what he contributes, you're not going to find in the stat line. You know, if you look at the stat line, I get it, It's underwhelming, but he, he, what he provides the team, what he, what he gives his team is heart and a dog, mentality and really you know he has really proven to be a ferocious defender and it just he earned, he earned he, you know he earned that contract he earned that contract so i don't know a few things that i like about jordan goodwin um i already covered it toughness man the toughness he's tough he's got that dog you know we, we talk about that dog you know that that, that toughness that you know if you look at the wizards you know we have a lot of finesse guys um i'm not gonna say nice guys but you know, we need more guys with dog in them. You know, we need guys that, are, you know, like Trez, you know, uh, Montrez Harold when he was in D.C., you know, guys that with a little, little chip on the show, you know, the attitude. You know, there's a time to be nice to the court. It's a time to have a dog. And, you know, most of the time, the dog is going to be the most needed factor on the court. So, you know, he definitely, definitely contributed a lot of toughness at the point guard position Um, too. I mean, you know, if you look at the stand line, again, underwhelming, but he always contributes, even if his shot's not dropping. Effort on defense. You know, he, I mean, look, 3.3 three, uh, 3. 3 rebounds for a guard. So, I mean, he gets rebounds. You know, that was one thing we noticed, especially in the second half of the year, or really all year long when he had playing time, is that he'll get up there and he'll get rebounds. So he's a, he's a guard who will go up there and get boards. Um, Free throw line, you know, 76.8. You, you kind of want to see that go up a little bit. And obviously the three-point shot, which is one thing I'm going to cover when it comes to Jordan Goodwin. Um, His shot needs to be a little more consistent. You know, your average is around 34, 35% from from three point, you know, he shot 32.2. Point, point so he could definitely improve on three point shooting and mid range. And obviously um, all three point guards we have in the roster aren't really known to be slashers or guys who are driving the lane. But I would say out of the three of Monte Morris, Delon Wright and Jordan Goodwin, Jordan Goodwin has the most potential of driving the lane. And so, I mean, a lot of positives to take with Jordan Goodwin. A lot of positives because again, you cannot teach heart, man. <laughs> Can't teach it. Can't teach it. And he just he brought a lot of heart to the second unit. And there's times when he stepped in and he started. And he showed that, yeah, I get it. He's not a long-term solution at the point guard position as far as starting point guard, but he can come in and start here and there. And, and depending on certain matchups, he was successful. So um looking at assists, you know, he settled to a role distributing the ball, but obviously we dealt with a lot of injuries this year. So it was a mixed bag with lineups. Um, but, you know, 2.7 assists, you kind of see that go up. But again, if he's not the primary ball handler, like if you look at, you know, a lot of questions going forward next year is, you know, DeLon Wright is expected to be back. Monty Morris expected to be back, but you know, um, is the most likeliest of the three to be traded. And of course, George Goodwin. So is he going to take second unit next year? Is he going to be, you know, there's a lot. Of, is, it really has to do with what his role is going to be next year. But I do believe he has a role and a place with this team. So again, I'm gonna cover it real quick. Um, the the biggest things I, I get from George Goodwin and is you know the toughness and the fact that he contributes even if his shots not dropping. If you know he could he finds a way to contribute with effort, with you know dime flus balls, the toughness to the, the the you know the the type of plays that you cannot categorize or you know stats, just hard work, man, just being a dog on the court. But if he needs to work on anything. In the off-season, I would definitely say working on his shot, uh, three-point shot mid-range, um, maybe a little strength training, you know. But, again, out of the three-point guards, and we've done grades for all three at this point, um, Jordan Goodwin, man, you know, he he's a, he's, a, he's a baller, man. You know, the, the fact that, again, coming from the G League and earning an NBA contract shows a lot about him as a player and his determination bring his game to the nba level so before we move on we're gonna move it on. uh i'm gonna give you my grade when we get back and we're gonna get into johnny davis and what his end of the season grade is but before we move on tonight's episode is brought to you by ebay motors for a championship team it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit it's the same when it comes to your vehicle every part needs to fit just right so the next time you need parts and accessories head to ebay motors with ebay guaranteed fit you can be sure every green check every part apply and again uh next week we are gonna we're getting close to the draft lottery so we're gonna do a lot of draft videos within the next couple weeks and look at draft prospects especially after the lottery when we know we got uh, what our pick is we're gonna get really into the draft coming up so definitely tune in so getting back into it um before we move on to johnny davis i'm gonna give george goodwin a b plus reason for that is this The fact that he worked his way up from the G League and earned the NBA contract and when he he was given minutes, he performed as a pro at the NBA level. I get it. He's not a guy who's going to fill up the the stat sheet, but, you know, what he provides is what this team desperately needs, which is toughness, which is leadership to a certain degree. You know, we need toughness. We need guys who are going to sacrifice their body to die for a loose ball. That's 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 leadership by example. That's what we desperately need for this team is more leadership. And, you know, when people look at a guy who works his way up from the G League and earns his minutes the hard way coming up here and providing quality minutes, that's leadership, in my opinion. So we're going to move on to Johnny Davis. Now, Johnny Davis, as as you know, was our most previous first round pick, uh, I believe. um, And he struggled. You know, he did struggle. He struggled mightily to the point where people by the All-Star break were ready to call him a bus, But he responded, worked his way up. He really got quality playing time down with the capital C, go-go. He responded, his game showed. They brought him up in the second half of the year, and he really responded. And you saw the potential that the Wizards saw in the draft when they selected him out of Wisconsin. So looking at his stat line, he averaged around 5.8 points a game, shooting 38.6% for field goal percentage. I get it, free throw, ooh, good God, 51.9%. Rebounds, he got around 2.3 and got about an assist a game. So, you know, looking at the stat line, what is the most important stat and what does he need to kind of work on? Now, as you know, what what was his problem early in the year? Well, the thing is, just like in Wisconsin, you know, Wisconsin, he had a down year where he kind of went, and then, then his next year he took that leap. You know, and, it, and he kind of found that leap earlier in his pro career. He didn't even have to wait a whole year because, yeah, he struggled mildly, man. Like I said, a lot of people were ready to call him a bust, ready to write him off. And, it, you know, he, he took his playing time in the G League and he really improved. Um, He does have a lot to improve. No, he's he's very far from a finished product. I mean, he's he's a project still at this point. And, you know, with the fact that they used the number of pick they did on him is a little disconcerting. But you can't knock him for his the amount of work he's put into the game to get back to the NBA level. You know, he took his L's Lord knows he took a lot of L's from Wizards fans in the first half. And, but so he responded. So what is it that, I, what are what are the core things I like about Johnny Davis? Well, number one, uh, just like Goodwin, you know, when his shot wasn't dropping, he contributed, you know, he went up there and got rebounds, man. There was, was a few games in the second half of the year where he got a good amount of rebounds. He'll get up there and get rebounds. He is. He's a hard nosed kid, man. Now look at that, you know, three point twenty four point uh twenty-four point three percent from three, uh field goal percentage 38.6, and then his free throws 51. So he has to work on the shot. You know, obviously you could tell with his form that uh Capital City Gogo worked on his shot and it, it kind of tweaked it a little bit. And my thing is this he has a nice shot, and you know, with confidence, his shot was starting to drop at the at the end of the year, but he's gotta work on a faster release, you know, and that was one thing I said about Denning. You know, Denny with his shot is you know, a lot of it is confidence, but also he has to get this shot release off quicker, especially uh, you know, this previous season coming off of FIBA. Whereas, you know, I you know, I FIBA's competition has gotten better over the years, but I'll say this defense is not the most strenuous in FIBA. So they give you a lot of space to get shots off. Not in the NBA, man. People are gonna get in your face. And with Denny, you know what I notice is you know, he's gotta work on his shot release. So getting back to Johnny. Same thing. You know, he's got to work on a shot release because the more confidence, the more shots to drop, they're going to get in your face. They're going to make you create space. So um he figured out NBA speed. You know, that was one thing you could tell that the speed, we, it, the NBA game is way too fast for him at first. You know, the, you know, the thing about the G League, and this is what I like about the G League, is that it's not just undrafted guys or rookies playing in the G League. You have guys who played in the NBA before. You know, you and the list goes on. I mean, for the go-go, you've had um, Chris Dunn, uh, Greg Monroe, So you've got guys who have NBA experience. So you do get playing time against guys who have played the speed of the NBA, who have played in the NBA. So I think that really worked for Johnny because he figured out the speed of the NBA because it showed he started driving the ball and you started to see the Johnny from Wisconsin. You know, he was driving the ball. You know, you see the athleticism, you see the the score mentality that he has. And and he has a lot of potential. I'm I'm very interested to see how far Johnny can go, man, because like I said, it's like night and day he took massive L's y'all know (laughs) y'all know he took massive L's for the majority of the season just struggling being called a bust and the young you know his poor acting ability I mean I get it the Betterman commercial is not the best portrayal of his acting ability but you know I'll say this you know he worked on his game and that's what you want to see that's professionalism that's what you want to see from a young guy because Ben Simmons not many young guys work on their game you know some people get comfortable again Ben Simmons They get comfortable with the game. They don't work on it. You know, he worked on it. He worked on his deficiencies, and that's all you can ask for, man. And that's why I'm very high on this young man because he's a high character guy, in my opinion. So, uh, what can he prove on? We go. We already covered it. His shot. You know, he's got to. He's got to work on the shot. You know, I highly recommend that him and Denny, they 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 find the same trainer and they work on the shots because, in my humble opinion, both of those players are shots away from being really high upside players, man. Really high upside players. So, um. What do I grade Johnny Davis? And this is a hard one, man. It took me a minute because he did struggle most of the year, but I'm gonna give him a boost a little bit because of him working his way back up and getting quality rotation minutes. And he showed that potential in the second half. So I'm a row. I'm gonna roll with a C minus, and I'm rolling with a C minus because you know, obviously, his stat line is very underwhelming, you know, six points a game, you know, the shot percentages are down but he worked you know very easily he could have just gave up sitting in the g league for the next five years he worked on his game and it it says a lot about johnny and it says a lot about the capital city go-go i can't say it enough about what amber nichols is doing for the capital city go-go i'm gonna say time and time again that i think one move this team needs to make is to promote her to assistant general manager now obviously that's going to be a call that's going to be made by the new general manager whoever he may be but I don't really think that she needs to get promoted, man, or get in the scouting because she's done a good job with what the DiCaprio City Gilgo has been able to do. It's not just developing people for the Wizards to to play um, when there's injuries or, you know, COVID and whatnot. It's just they're they're in the playoffs in the G League. And I get it. You know, I'm, I'm a big G League fan. I think that it, it is obviously is obviously not on the same level as the NBA, but it is a, it's a, it is a very competitive league. I mean, you have a lot of guys who can play some ball down there. So I, I, I take nothing away from the G League. So, you know, again, I give him a C minus, you know, I think he improved and you want to see him work young guys, man, you know, young guys. And that's why that's one thing I did like about the organization, drafting guys who are kind of older in companies programs where they develop guys who are NBA ready, like Gonzaga when it comes to Rui or Kispert or, you know, you know, Wisconsin, because, you know, they had that mentality to keep working, you know, young guys, you know, especially guys who used to come out of high school. you know, not everybody's Kobe Bryant come, come right back. in, and, and even then, Kobe Bryant wasn't immediately successful. You know, it takes a while. And so it's just with college guys, you see guys who are more NBA ready for the most part. I'm not going to say all the time, but for the most part, than guys who play overseas or play one and done and stuff like that. So it, it shows, you know, the IQ, the basketball IQ, just like Kisper shows in Johnny Davis. So a C-minus. So before we roll tonight, um, I'm going to go over – The uh, the NBA playoffs and what my predictions are for who's going to win the next couple of days. So let's get right into it.
1: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar.
0: How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point.
1: 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Go to grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
2: So tonight, uh, as we speak, um, the Knicks are at home against Miami. So I'm pulling up right now. It is 207 left. The Knicks are up 105 to 101. So I'm saying right now, if the Knicks pull this off, they but ah, they might make a series of it, but play off Jimmy, man. I mean, Jimmy Butler is just unreal in the playoffs, man. And I just, I haven't always been the biggest fan of Jimmy Butler, but I understand the swag that he has because he's just a whole nother level in the, in the playoffs. And then let's see, uh, ten o'clock tonight, Golden State hosting the LA Lakers. Obviously, the Lakers are up three one on Golden State, so this is a very pivotal game for the Warriors. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this, man. This is my prediction for the night before we roll out. I have. Golden State winning it, man, because it's hard. I mean, it's just Curry and the boys, man, they, 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 they're they, hard to, to knock out, man. So I think they win tonight, but I do have L.A. winning the series, but I think it's going to go to uh, a game six. So, I mean, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up tonight. I appreciate everybody showing up. Uh, my, my guy, the real Ed Oliver, man, um, he got a much-needed night off, so just, I'm rolling solo tonight. So I definitely appreciate everybody showing up, man, uh, showing some love as as always. and. Going forward, man, we are going to do a lot of draft content, Um, looking at certain players, whether it's Anthony Black, Casey Wallace. But depending on where we're at in the lottery, I mean, if we, t- if we get the number one pick, we're talking about Wimpy Yama. But, you know, I'm not going to get too crazy with it. But we're going to do a lot of draft stuff, off-season stuff. So I'm very excited to chop it up with you guys and, and talk about some off-season Wizards basketball, because in my opinion, it's going to be a very, very interesting offseason for the Wizards. So, Thanks again for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every single day. Every day is next week. We are going to cover draft profiles of potential draft candidates such as Anthony Black, Casey Wallace, and Cam Whitmore. So definitely tune in. So again, I appreciate y'all um, tuning in with me Friday. So I definitely appreciate it, guys. Um, So I hope everybody has a blessed weekend. And hail to the Wizards. And peace.